such a time of upheaval as we are in in this new norm, leaders are faced with great trials. One of the trials is communicating or conveying new visions, new directions, new innovations in this day and time. But today's guest is going to help us to really understand how that happens and why there is a breakdown in communications. Let's talk about it. And what we don't understand is that based on our nature, based on our nurture, how we were raised, we all have a different experience of the world. You know, we all are looking at the world completely differently. We all have a different map. And so what happens is we start to talk to people, we talk to them through our map. Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 2, Episode 49. I'm your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. And today we have with us our special guest, Mr. Robin Hatcher, who is a communication expert. Robin Hatcher is a communication expert, international speaker, consultant, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, and a recovering actor. And she's going to let you know what that means. Um, For the past 20 years, she has successfully trained and coached thousands of business professionals from Fortune 500 companies and noteworthy brands like UBS, Equitable, Alliance, Bernstein, Morgan Stanley, uh, Lifetime Television, New York, uh, Jones, New York, PayPal, Spotify, and more. And she's helped them uh, to elevate their presentations, improve communications, reduce conflict, and decrease HR drama. Hey, welcome, Robin. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's definitely a pleasure of having you on the Leadership Is podcast. So besides what I just stated there, you know, if you can tell our audience, who are you and, and what do you do? Who am I? I've been asking myself that for years. Um, I am, you know, aside from all of that, one of the my claim to fames is that, you know, I did all this having been one of the shyest people in the world. And as a leader, I feel like we need to open up the fact that leadership can start anywhere and be anything. And people who look back and remember me as a shy kid who wouldn't look at them in the eye are totally shocked and amazed at what I have done with my life and what I've become with my life. So one of the things that I like to share is that we can do anything and everything. Not only was I shy, I was an actor. I got into acting as a uh, high schooler to see if I can get out of my shyness through that. It kind of, kind of worked, right? And um, so I became an actor. I became a professional actor for years until I discovered that other people started seeing another quality in me, which was a leadership quality, a, a quality that allows me to get along and to bring out the best in other people and to communicate the best with other people. And mm. so I started going down that path. That is excellent information, Robin. So in the midst of all of what you have said, what part does neuro-linguistics, you know, or neuro-linguistic programming play in the whole communication scheme? 
Yeah. So there are two schools in NLP, neurolinguistic programming, and uh, kudos for you for getting it out of your mouth. Clearly, a lot of people stumble over that. So I love that. Um, and so the two schools are like some of them are very persuasive and into the hypnotism part of it. And, and it's almost like mind control thing. And then there's the other that really takes it as to how can we use what the self-talk that we innately do and the way that our brain works and the and the way that communication enters our brain and our past experiences, how can we use that to better ourselves? How to overcome habits to get through issues that we've been dealing with. And that's the part that fascinates mm. me about NLP. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if, if that's the case, then why, why is there so much breakdown in communication? Like, you know, why, how, how, I'm, I'm trying to phrase this question um, <laughs> in, a, in, in, a, in the best manner. Like, you know, why is there such a breakdown in communication, misunderstanding in what is being said and what mm -hmm. isn't being mm -hmm. said? You know, why, why does that breakdown happen? You know, it's there are several reasons. And one reason which is so clear to me, and it has been for so many years, is that we tend to make assumptions that the people that we're talking to speak the same language as we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah. And it's just not true. Just like with, with NLP, is like the inner language that we have and the external language is completely different. And it's, uh, it's just like what we do in the world and we go and interact with people, it's as almost as if we're speaking to them in German and their native language is English. And what we don't understand is that based on our nature, based on our nurture, how we were raised, we all have a different experience of the world. You know, we all are looking at the world completely differently. We all have a different map. And so what happens is when we start to talk to people, we talk to them through our map. And we assume that we've been understood. We assume that they understand what we're saying. They as we assume that they want the same things that we want and need the same things that we need. When that is that can't be further from the fact from the fact than the truth. And so what I find in communication is that there's so much misunderstanding because you're saying like, oh, I just said that. It makes perfect sense to me but you haven't taken into consideration that the person across from you is a completely different person with completely different needs, triggers and experiences. And it doesn't make sense to them. Yeah. Yeah. So I can imagine that you deal with conflict resolution, like all the time as it relates to, uh, you know, organizations, especially when you're uh, when you deal with uh, decreasing HR drama, yeah. like, Wow, yeah. I can just imagine. Yes, a lot of uh, companies will call me in because there is drama between a couple of people or two people or uh, two different teams or, uh, you know, a leader and a direct report. And what I do is I start peeling back the onion because what it really comes down to usually is exactly what I said. It's like, I uncover the fact that somebody wasn't listening to the other person, wasn't listening and um, listening to learn. I mean, I learned this from someone and I wish I could remember his name because I thought it was a brilliant 
understanding of what the three stages of listening is. You know, one is we often listen to win. We often listen to win an argument, you know? And so when we're listening, it's like, oh, they're saying something that I have a better story. I have a better example. I have a worse problem, you know? And so we stop listening and we can't wait to talk about how much worse our problem is or how much worse somebody else's problem who came to me is. It's like, oh, you have no problem. I have this. And the second level is listening to fix. We listen and we think, oh, I know exactly what that person's problem is. I'm going to, can't wait to interrupt so I can fix them. I can tell them what's wrong. I can tell them what they need to do. And so there's that listening. But where we really need to be as human beings and as colleagues and what would really help communication is to listen to learn. Listen to learn what that person's communication style is. Listen to learn what that person needs and what that person doesn't need, what that person is going to react negatively to. So when I work with people around this conflict resolution, I peel back that onion and say, oh, you know what happened here? And I will let's say, like, this person is thinking that you meant this, when in actuality, this is what you meant. And so next time you communicate with this person, you want to talk to them in a way that makes them feel connected, or you need to talk to them in a way that makes them feel understood and important or included. You know, there are, I've come up with um, six basic needs, psychological needs that people have. And when we learn to understand what that person needs and the lack of what they're getting, um, what you're giving them triggers an emotional response. That's how communication really gets through. Wow. Yeah, that's excellent. So listening to win, listening to fix, but more importantly, listening to learn. Exactly. Listening to learn. And you can listen to learn in so many different ways. It's like you listen to the words, but you also listen um, to their body language. You know, you listen to their vocal tone. You know, you want to take in everything to see if they just got anxious by something that you just said, or if they just shut down because of something you just said. And then you want to then get curious. That's the other thing about uh learning to communicate with other people is get really curious about people's reaction. People aren't curious enough anymore. You know, it's like if somebody has yeah. a reaction to what you're saying, it's like you wonder, hmm, what could that be? And ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. So does that so does that lend to or, or is that a part of emotional intelligence? Yeah. Emotional intelligence is is really your self-awareness, your other awareness, and your ability to uh, to make create relationships based on those awarenesses. And so, and also to understand what motivates other people. So yeah, it's all, that all is entailed in emotional intelligence and we need a lot more of that. Very good, very good. So Robin, if you can tell our audience, you know, what is your definition of leadership? And um, if you can give us three tips based on that definition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. My definition of leadership is is kind of based on what I was talking about. I feel like leaders leadership is not about managing people, it's about understanding emotion and understanding needs. And one of my favorite quotes that I've come across recently is by Rosalind Carter and I totally second this. And she said a leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, 
but ought to be. Mm. And I feel like that is a really great definition of a leader. Takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be. Because I believe that a leader is somebody who gets the best out of their best and the most out of the rest. You know, know, because, um, you know, everybody can't be great, but you want to learn how to get the most out of everybody and the best out of your best. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And tips on how to do that, I believe, are number one, what I just uh, talked about is listening to learn. Really take that time to listen to learn to everyone that you are leading and communicating with and uh, connecting with. Learn what triggers them. And when I say trigger, it's like everybody is ruled by emotion, right? And, um, and so often, what I hinted at is like, so I have this uh, framework, I call the ICU framework, and it stands for both ICU emergency care for communication. And also, I see you as in I literally see who you are. And so there are six ICU needs that people have, you like there are this need to be important. And so if somebody has this high need to feel important, and that means that they need to be acknowledged, they need to be recognized for who it is they are. And as a leader, you don't know that that's a high need for that person. And you overlook them for something, or you talk about them in a way that doesn't make them feel acknowledged. That's going to trigger an emotion, and that's going to trigger an, a, a reaction. So a reaction could be that they're going to be passive aggressive. They're not going to do what you ask them to do. They're going to um, act out in another way because they've been triggered. And there are so many other triggers that you want to be aware of as a leader. So listening to learn is number one to understand those triggers. And um, and then the other uh, another tip is to really feed people's bank accounts. And what I say is like, because sometimes we don't know what people need. So I feel like leaders, we need to acknowledge people randomly. You know, mm. like I, I like to just call it your bank account, because if you put enough acknowledgement in people's bank account, when it's time for heavy feedback, when it's time to, to, to give them some sort of pushback, they're going to be much more likely to be able to accept it when they feel like their bank account from you is filled, that they feel like they have been acknowledged for what they have done. And therefore, when you then need to correct something, it's like, oh, okay, that person likes me. I can hear this and not get triggered emotionally. Right. Right. Yeah. And then you also the the third part is be able to to advance. It's like Rosalind said, is like take them where they want to be. Give them the the feedback. Don't pussyfoot around them. Um, But the way that you need to do that is to acknowledge. I was working with one client who was a senior vice president and he was all about transaction. He He was great at getting things done and he expected everything from his people to get things done, his colleagues couldn't stand him. Mm. So HR came to me to to try to see, because he was a really great uh, at what he did, but it was really problematic because his colleagues didn't want to work with him because it was his way or the highway. And so I had to break down for him what it was that he 
was needing, you know, he was needing this constant acknowledgement. And, and, and I also, you know, I sort of become a psychologist when I work with people like this It's like sort of tracing back to why he never felt worthy and why he in this position fought so hard for certain things, because he didn't really think that he was worthy of a leadership position. Once we broke that down, then we, I realized that some of his behavior was just covering up for, for that and not being able to see that, other people's styles were just as effective as his style because he was mm. one of those people that went in, get it done, got it done, boom. That's what he's used to. He didn't understand that there were other ways to do things. And when I explained to him what was going on, both what he was uh, being pushed, triggered by, by feeling unworthy and by the fact that his way was not the only way and that some of the people that he was interacting with, he was judging too harshly because he wasn't curious about why they were doing things their way. The minute he got more curious, he was able to make those big leaps and people started trusting and, and working with him better. You know, so those are some of the things. And so that's what I did for him as a leader, but also he was able to, with his people, uh, be give the feedback that he needed to to give in a way that they could hear it, and because that's some of the training that I do with people too. Is like, how do you frame feedback? How do you frame communication so that people can hear it without being triggered? Yeah, yeah, excellent. <laughs> that is that that's tricky too. I have seen people like completely fumble at that. Um, yeah, that's tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, how can people contact you uh, if they would like to know more about what it is that you do, or even, you know, uh, employ you uh, or, or get your services and and contact information? How can people reach out to Robin Hatcher? Yes, you can reach out to me at robinhatcher.com, R O B Y N H A T C H E R, robinhatcher.com. I have a lot of information on my website that you can download. And also, please just reach out to me on LinkedIn, Robin Hedger LinkedIn. Uh, that's my platform of choice. And if you reach out to me, I will respond. And I'm with several speaking bureaus. So if you need a keynote speaker or a breakout speaker, I'm really happy to talk to you about that. You can fill out a form on my website. Very good. Very good. So listen, Robin, it's definitely been an absolute pleasure having you on the Leadership Is podcast. And of course, this door is always open for you. Uh, we will have you on here uh, as as often as you will allow us to have <laughs> you uh, on this on this podcast. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jason, for having me. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast with my special guest, Ms. Robin Hatcher, communication expert. She gave us three excellent leadership tips. Number one, listen to learn. Listen to learn. Now, she broke down three ways of how people listen. She said the first one is people listen to win, people listen to fix, and then the most important way is listen to learn. You ever been in a conversation with someone when they're waiting for an opportunity to give their input on what you're saying? And three reasons why they're doing so is they're listening to when 
the conversation, listen to fix a problem that they see in the conversation. But more importantly, they should be and we should be listening to learn when we're having a conversation with someone. So thank you so much for that excellent leadership tip. Number two, she says, is to invest or to deposit in their bank accounts. Now, she wasn't talking so much as it relates to a physical bank account at, you know, this bank or that bank, but she's talking about the emotional bank. She's talking about the mental bank. Now, I read a book uh, by Donna Cutting that's titled Employees First. And in that book, she was talking about if you uh, invest and take care of your employees, they will take care of your customers. And so that's what Robin Hatcher's second uh, leadership tip reminded me of is investing in your people, right? Investing in them and acknowledging them for the work that they do, not at specified evaluation times, but just, you know, in general, just adding to their bank accounts. And the third leadership tip she gave us was as a leader, right, take the people where they don't want to go, but where they ought to be. Take them where they don't want to go, but where they ought to be. Now, that includes, you know, uh, taking people, you know, to or inviting people to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? That takes vision and that takes, uh, you know, strategy on behalf of the leader, but it can be done. It should be done. So Robin, thank you so much for those excellent leadership tips. Here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to help your company to fill or build your leadership bench. And we do that through workshops, but also we do that through these podcasts. This is why leadership is uh, titled Training in a Podcast. So you listen to some great guests like Robin Hatcher, who discuss, you know, today as she discussed neuro-linguistic programming as it relates to communication. And so if you would like for us at JM Leadership Development to have a half hour conversation with you and how we can do so, please do not hesitate to reach out. That is the Jason A. Muhammad at gmail.com. Or you can just give us a call, 828-333-7234, and we will respond promptly. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.